Welcome to Accountants Law Pod, where accounting professionals and law firms converge. Hosted by Linda Artisani, Sarah Prevost, and Stephen Liphart. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. And we are excited because we've been watching the podcast metrics, of course, because we're all accountants, and we've noticed that Paris was one of our, you know, talking about health, uh, this is obviously a big issue for us as accountants and bookkeepers. So we were very fortunate to be able to drag her back in here and have her talk about our book because the book is launched. It's starting to catch on fire. So we'll uh, bring her back in. And I don't know, Steve, do you want to introduce her again? Because I know you do such a great job of introducing oh, her. Oh, thank you. Well, I've just loved Paris for years and years and years. And just to pair it on real quick about what you were saying, uh, uh, Linda, um, Paris, we watch our metrics on who's watching our podcast, and you really must have hit some some nerves because people people we've we've been asking people please review, please subscribe, please look, and your yours is the top one so far, which is good. And it you know we try to put a nice mix together of everything, and health and wellness is so important to all of us. And so Paris, just to reintroduce her, she's a personal friend, a good friend of mine and has been a, a coach for a long time, about 20 years or more. 24. 24 years. And I used to be in her Weight Watchers group way back about 15, 20 years ago and have just followed her on her journey. And I'm still part of her wellness group every Saturday morning. I love this lady and welcome back, Paris. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So last time we were together, I had I had a book written. That was as far as we'd gotten. And it launched on August 8th and the workbook launched on August 10th. So I guess I can show it since we're all since, you know, so, I, yeah, so yeah. this is our book. And I'm this- waiting for mine to come. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so excited to hear that. So I, I tell everybody the book is 80 pages of common sense. That's all it is. This is not rocket science, you guys. This is everything you read in my book, everything you do in my workbook will all resonate with you, but it pulls it all together to make it easy and just really acceptable for everyone. There isn't anybody that doesn't do these things. This is really basic common sense, I promise. So And so could I could I jump back in? I'm really sorry. So the last correct me if I'm wrong, but it's been about the last year in our weekly meetings, Paris has been working us through the power of 13 each week. Mm. And she'll, she'll bring a different piece of it in and, and really drill down into it and then challenge us to work with it the next week and come back with feedback. And it's just been so rewarding. And so I'm so excited that this book is finally here. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so excited that this book is finally here. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have Tierra put a little link in uh, in the show notes too for anybody to just go link it right back to the book so we can get some books right there. Yeah, I'm getting the thumbs up from Tierra. <laughs> I know we tell <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it's it. And like I said, it's not it. There is nothing I'm going to tell you today that you're going to be surprised by. You know, we t- I know last time when we were here, Linda, we talked about activity and we talked about. The power of 13 is broken into food, movement, and mental health. Those are your three categories. And it comes down to six of them are about food. And three of them are about movement. And four of them are about mental health. And they all just come together really simply. And I just think sometimes you have to be reminded. Absolutely. You need that support system. So that sounds like this book will give you that support. 
Yes. Um, with the workbook too. That's well, and the workbook I have to show you because I think it's so funny. I had no idea it was going to be this big, but it's really good for like old people <laughs> eyes. And oh, I'm sorry <laughs> that I am an old person with the bad eyes. So, and the workbook just, it just breaks down the 13 with eight to 10 questions for you to delve into it. You can do it alone, or I always have coaching available. You can always work through it with me as well. Mm-hmm. And my future, my plan in the future is to actually do support groups that are based strictly in that where it's like a 12 week series that we do together. It's not support groups. It would be more along the lines of teaching. You mean 13 weeks, right? No, I mean 12, (laughs) which is funny, right? Isn't that funny? I I figured it out the other day and I'm like, people will sign up for 12. They will not sign up for 13 to 16. They just, uh, it's too long. I know. Isn't that funny? So what I said was there's a few of them that are tiny. So, you know, you could, you could mix and match them a little bit. So yeah. I love that. I just yeah. had to play with that because obviously numbers are a game. So, <laughs> exactly. right. I know numbers are your game. So see the power of 13 worked out really well for you. So what I really like to do is I- I'm going to share these with you. And then as I do them, just tell me your feedback on each one. And if you struggle with any of these, let's do a little bit of that, that bouncing back and forth. Cause I really love that. So Paris, yes, is, yes, sir. is tracking in there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and Paris knows how I struggle with tracking. Did you do it though, Steve? Because the last time we were, we were like not really wanting to do it then either. No, but what did you tell me the next week? What did you do the next week after we oh, were you with that finally podcast? got me in there and I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I've been walking. So it's it's working. There you go. There you go. Well, we'll start out with the basic health and nutrition and we'll start with the food aspect. So number one and number 13, which I'm not going to do them in that order, but in number one and number 13 are literally bookends. So number one is half portions of everything except vegetables. Oh, okay. So why don't you think about that for just a minute and just give me a little bit of feedback. When I say cut your portions in half on everything except vegetables, what do you instantly think about? The, well, the for, I guess in the vegetarian aspect of it, because you need to keep up with a certain protein, you're not going to have the same equivalent. You are so sneaking in, and Linda been she's been increasing hers quite a bit. I I've been always aware of it because of my blood sugar and certain things for myself personally. So it my brain goes to oh how can I make sure I'm balanced on that side. Um, so I think that part there. (laughs) So Sarah, interesting thing. It's, this is the one I get the most pushback on because most people are like, but I eat four ounces of chicken. Well, I would never ask you to cut that in half. When you think about the foods that most people overeat, it's going to be white foods. Right. Oh, We're going to talk about white foods in a minute. Okay. Any white foods, that would be one I'm talking about. Pastas, okay. grains, potatoes, those types of things. That's where we go into it. If you're eating the proper amount of pork, if you're eating the proper portions of protein, and yeah. seriously, on vegetarian ends, we have to make sure you're getting enough protein because sometimes you're searching for for yeah. it. So you need to be sure. But even that, most people, the reason that this is number one is because most people don't necessarily eat terribly. They do eat too much. The volume. I know I, when I was not losing, I kept gaining. I was looking at how much I ate. And I remember thinking, I remember somewhere I really, your stomach's the size of your fist. And I remember I started to cut them in half and then finish. 
and wait a few minutes, maybe have a glass of water to see how full it was before I started to go for the other half. Restaurants I always do because restaurant portions are ridiculous. So I always take home half or if I can find some restaurants are really good about like they have the little smaller portion. Fabulous. I prefer that, but sometimes the portions, I mean, the pricing's high, but then the portion's so big, there's no way I could eat all if I could, but then I'd be suffering. So I try to stick to that. And I kind of, once you start tracking, Steve, you get to realize like an egg is this, so then you start to calculate it in your brain. Then you don't really overeat because if you start tracking, it's like kind of surprising, like, oh my God, I don't have anything left. And it's the end of, and I haven't had dinner yet. (laughs) You know, I've already gone over what I wanted to eat. Exactly. Part of what you just said is so important because we have to make sure that, I mean, I'm not saying you can't have more the way that you said, I love that because whenever I say people cut your, you know, cut your portions in half, people are like, but what if I'm still hungry? It's okay. (laughs) I did not tell you, you can no longer eat after that, right? Wait a few minutes, see if you really do need it. In the Power of 13 book, I made very specific how much you should be eating both men and women. So what a basic portion is not what you cut in half, but this is what you should be eating. So those are all laid out very clearly. So for instance, if you're having rice or if you're having pasta, you should have women should have a half a cup to one cup of pasta. If you really start measuring and that's after it's cooked, just to let everyone know, um, because it doesn't work that well when you actually measure it out pre-cooked. It's a lot of pasta if you do that. But um, if you're doing that, you need to, you know, okay, wait a minute. I'm going to try a half a cup and see if that's enough. And then the other thing is your mindset that goes into that. If you look at your plate, how often have you guys looked at a plate and went, oh, that's not going to be enough food. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you are saying that already before you've eaten it, you will be hungry after you finish. But to your point, then you add vegetables that you like and you, you know, you can fill up that way. Or use the smaller plate. That's it. Yes. And there's a lot of those tips in there too. And in the book, there's a lot of ways. The biggest thing with me is use a smaller plate. You know, if you're going to have ice cream at nighttime, have, put it in a ramekin. Don't put it in a giant cereal bowl. So it looks (laughs) like a half a cup and you're like, oh, I'm never going to, I'm going to have to put more in there. Right. We eat with our eyes first. We really do. So Number two, not number two, this is not in order, but as far as food goes, the next one is double your vegetable intake. Mm -hmm. So in talking to Sarah and talking to Linda, you guys are very good about your vegetable intake. So that's a different world altogether. When you're really good at it, I'm not telling you if you're doing what we're looking for is five to nine servings a day. What's a serving? Does anybody in here know what a serving of vegetables is? Is it a cup? For leafy vegetables, so for spinach and lettuce, it is a cup. But for all other vegetables and fruits as well, it's half a cup. Oh, okay. Okay, so you may be getting more than you think you are. That's always a surprise to people. You may be getting more than you think you are, and that's great if you are doing that, right? That's what we want. But if you're not, then we slowly move up. Right. Mm-hmm. I never tell people to just go and try to have nine vegetables. That's still, no, that's not, you'll mess up your <laughs> nine body. Different so, quickly. Vegetables. <laughs> exactly. so, but when you're looking at your plate, if you're half portioning and you're half portion, you have the right amount of protein and then you have a half portion of whatever starch you want or whatever, but then you have a whole nother half plate of vegetables. You're probably in pretty good shape. Okay. So, and for people who say, well, you know, I don't have any vegetables, then if you're going to double your vegetables, that means you're going to get one a day for a little while. And then you're going to double that and you're going to keep doubling that. So we're not looking for everybody to, you know, jump on the vegetable train. We just need people to get a few. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
It doesn't matter what vegetable, right? Because I mean, I'm not, I actually like broccoli and I like spinach, like the the ones that are actually good for you. Not a big cauliflower person. You have to really do something good to it to make me want to eat cauliflower, but um, carrots, you know, there's a lot of sugar in carrots. I mean, do you not have as much carrots or it can be any vegetable like potato? It really can. It really can. I do not, until you are told by a doctor in another situation where your doctor says we need to live at the vegetables. And here, here's what I, Steve's heard me say this a hundred times. We don't ever want to get to the point that the doctor's making decisions for you. That's what we never want to get to the point that the doctor is the one who's making the decisions. So your vegetables are natural occurring sugar and your body breaks that down slowly and evenly throughout the day. It's going to do that. It stays. You don't get spikes from that. It's the added sugar that you get spikes from. If you get into a pre-diabetic state, things like that, they may start limiting those. But other than that, if you're not there, I don't worry about anything. There's probably no carrots that are going to make you fat or going to make, you know, I always said I never got, I never got overweight because I ate too many you know, it's it's the fiber, right? You're getting yeah. the fiber. That's important. Exactly. But I also have had people, I've had a few people in my career. I've had a lot of people who will, that's all they'll eat is carrots. And then they come and they've got orange hands because they're eating so many carrots. Steve and Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Carrots, when he it, had exactly. Exactly. So you do, I mean, you know, I want you to have more than one carrot in your, or more than one vegetable in your life, but if you're not good at vegetables, let's ease you into them. Right. So that's Mm -hmm. part of it. The next one surprises people. And that is eat fruit, but portioned fruit needs to be portioned. It's not a free food. It's not Mm -hmm. now, mind you keep in mind again, naturally occurring sugar. It's better than M&Ms, right? Grapes are better than M&Ms. We're always going to weigh that out, but we do need to have portion control with our fruit. We really do. And that all started years ago when somebody came up to me and she said, Paris, I ate a watermelon yesterday. And I was like, oh, what size watermelon did you eat yesterday? And she said, it was so good. And I loved it. And I couldn't stop eating it. I'm like, that is something, you know, it's very seldom that somebody says, I ate a whole head of ice cream, you know, so that's funny. I I love frozen blueberries. I throw them in my freezer and then I go eat frozen blueberries until they start to melt. And then I put them back in. Yeah. Oh, I love that you just said that until it starts to smell. I love frozen blueberries, frozen frozen grapes are one of my very favorites. And then frozen clementine pieces. Oh wow. Oh, well, those sound good. Actually. They're so good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just break them. I just break them up and then I just put them in the freezer for a little while and they're they're a really nice treat too. So all three of those Ooh. together are fantastic. What about on the citrus side? Because I like to do a lot of lemon in my water or lime. I just I don't know. It's like a daily ritual. <laughs> I'm with you. I do a lemon all the time. Yeah. So, so are you doing lemon juice? I just are cut you just it. Putting lemons in your fruit. I just you're not really eating it. them. No, I'm oh. not eating them. I just cut it up, and I'm probably like just a little bit of juice in there, and then I just keep it going until I'm like, okay, I've obviously exhausted this pour. It's waterlogged, so I need to get rid of it. <laughs> Yeah. And I see no problem with that. I wouldn't even count that necessarily as, I mean, you count it as a fruit, but if you're just doing a little slab, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But I'll tell you also try the oranges, the frozen ones as ice in your water. Oh, Oh, I like that idea. Or frozen cucumbers, which is ridiculous, but if you have small water, you'll understand what I'm saying. Cucumbers (laughs) and mint. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, in the water. Yeah. In the water. In your water. It's so yeah. refreshing. I we it's were cleansing. somewhere. I had they had apples in the water, 
And I was like, oh, I didn't notice it, but I, my husband said, oh, I take, was this the apple water from the hotel? And I said, oh yeah. Um, I love that. I love that. So, I mean, just making a picture, but in all honesty, Sarah, having a, either just a room temperature um, Mm -hmm. cup of water in the morning with lemon in it, well, it fills your kidneys. It does all the good things. It's so such a positive effect. So you should, everybody should have a little um, cup of room temperature or warm water with lemon in it before you start your day, before you start coffee, before you start anything else. You, you, you got me doing that uh, probably a couple of years ago. I, it's how I start my day. Yeah. So when I was in yoga teacher training, I don't know what <laughs> somebody came up with this, but they did lemon, apple cider vinegar and cayenne pepper. Oh yeah. They did. My cousin did that for a week straight and didn't eat anything. It was, Oh, I, this was just to start your day, but it's it just disgusting. It was <laughs> not good. And I'm like, what is this supposed to do again for me? It was supposed to like wake you up, I guess, and cleanse you out. And it didn't do anything to me other than I had a hard time drinking it. In the morning. Other than it was awful. It yeah. Was awful. I thought it was awful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the next one is a big one and probably the biggest thing that we talk about as far as food goes, and that is limiting your white foods. I'm not asking you to remove them completely from your life, but white foods involve sugar, salt, potatoes. Um, I, I'm going to take potatoes out for just a second. I'll come back to them. Flour, rice, and pasta. So potatoes in my world are one of the best foods that you can eat. So before I go into limiting your whites, I don't count them as a white. They are the best thing. We ruin them. Right? We (laughs) make them salt. (laughs) We, you know, sour cream, cheddar, butter, all the things. Well, the things that we do to potatoes are the problem. So my biggest thing is if you're going to have potatoes, cook them correctly, cook them in olive oil, you know, put them in the oven and then Mm -hmm. stay away from the (laughs) other things. So yeah. (laughs) Here <laughs> said this Idahoan says yes, it's a definite. Yes. Not, not, not so I'm not. I am not against potatoes. I think potatoes are one of the best things in the world. It's just, are you going to, you know, are you going to make them good for you, or are you going to make them bad for you? And yeah. that we French fry them, right? We do that as well. Oh, yeah. French, yes, we make French fry scallop potatoes with a ton of cheese. You know, like potatoes with like some olive oil, rosemary, and salt is so good. So good. Did it last night. So my good. favorite thing. I put shallots in there. Put some oh, butter favorite olive oil in there, and uh, they're my favorite. They're absolutely fantastic. So stop making potatoes bad for you, and then they're gonna they don't fall into my white category. So, so no 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 French fries. No French. Fries. <laughs> I don't care if you have French fries, just don't have them all and eat one at a time, which is one of the biggest tips I hear. Anything you eat, eat one at a time. One at a time, not one at a time. I have a question then. If you're intolerant, if you figured out that you have some kind of intolerance level to certain types of vegetables or something, sometimes I wonder, would it be best to have a digestive enzyme before to to support you for that? Mm. So you still get to, obviously you like it, you want to have it. Like I know potato, potato starch isn't uh, on one of those um, natural paths. That's one of my highest intolerance Is um, it? that I respond to. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I never knew that. But as I've learned through the years, so I'm wondering, like, for anyone out there that's listening, would it make sense to think about a digestive, you know, enzyme or something to take? Because you don't want to forego it. <laughs> no, no. And, and, and I'm even like that with like. Um, when people are lactose intolerant, yeah. it's like, well, if there's something that you want to have, don't suffer, take something, right? There like are some alternatives pineapple. out there. 
does yeah. stuff yeah. to people or cilantro for certain people. Like there's these weird uh, things. Cilantro that, for me, it tastes like soap. It's the worst yeah. thing I've ever had. I love yeah. cilantro. Yeah. I never heard that until somebody told me that it tastes like soap. And I'm like, what? I love like there's a smoothie that's made with like, I think it's spinach and cilantro and it's got yeah. pineapple oh, in it. It's is it the Daily Harvest one, Linda? The, is that one of the Daily Harvest? No, this is just one I made. Um, I thought oh. they still saved the little list of ingredients, but it was so good. And I can't remember whose website I found it on, but it was really good. That sounds but it's good. Definitely green, but it yeah. was like a lot of cilantro. And I love it. Mm. Yeah, it's funny because I, yeah, and, and so many people, they just, it's an enzyme that we have that other people don't have that just makes it taste mm-hmm. like soap. And I'm usually okay if it's not straight up cilantro, you know, if it's in salsas and stuff, I don't like get mm-hmm. mad at that. Oh, this is awful. But yeah, so uh, digestive enzymes, I to be honest with you, Sarah, I recommend people do those every day. Oh, okay. okay. And, okay. and when it comes to digestive enzymes, people don't people don't realize that it you should take those when you have a heavy meal but you mm-hmm. should also take them anytime that you have a meal that's heavy in fiber. So iceberg lettuce is the hardest thing for your body to break down. Nobody, I mean, people just don't know that your body struggles more with iceberg lettuce than it does with anything else. When you eat a big, huge salad, doesn't really matter if it's just iceberg, but any big salad, your tummy usually grumbles, right? It does. It's because it's battling. So that's when I tell people to take the digestive enzymes the most is whenever you're going to have a really super healthy, big salad, be sure you take a couple of those too. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, I don't say avoid altogether and, you know, but yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I take digestive enzymes with every meal. That's so, a great tip. Big fan. Big fan. Um, so when it comes to limiting, that goes back to, I didn't say don't have any, that's very specific in the book. Please don't try. I'm not going to tell people they don't, but there's so many alternatives. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when it comes to like brown rice or whole grain pastas, we've all had a bad experience where we cooked it for too long or it didn't turn out. Okay. If you cook them right, they're fantastic. Okay. They really are. So cook according to directions, try some new things, go out there and look for other grains and then watch here's, I I preach this every day. You need to look at labels. If you're eating foods that come with a label and they're processed, you need to see the added sugar in things and you need to start paying attention to that. Everything has added sugar. I did some pictures these last few, (laughs) these last few months and they showed like what Nutella has in it, right? Which we all know it's crap. We know that's bad food. Mm -hmm. That's not anything, you know, but when you actually see the amount of sugar and then ketchup, when you see a ketchup bottle, if you just buy regular ketchup, mm-hmm. half of that is actual added sugar. That's all it is. If you pay attention to that, you will realize how much trouble we are in with. So mainly Any we just processed have to stop eating processed. You're Any right. Processed food, Cause when you look at it, but you need to know like the code names for some of the sugars, because sometimes yeah, yeah. something else, it's called mm-hmm. something else, but if it's got like sucrose or whatever, that's still sugar. So S E. Mm-hmm. You just look for OSE. And I always tell people, don't just look at the label, look at the ingredients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if you, you can't really pronounce them, probably not a good food for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I don't know what this is, right. If I don't know what this is. Yeah. So the next one is really big. It's incorporate healthy fats each day. It's all about learning about and incorporating healthy fats. I just sent out a blog yesterday about these what the healthy fats are, what the important, we want to reduce our added sugars and we want to reduce our saturated fats. And there is so much bad information out there about some of the fats. So I'm not just about 
really knowing them, but or incorporating them, but you need to learn about them. Mm-hmm. The number there's people talk about coconut oil all the time and we should be having, you know, make sure it's, it has 19 grams of saturated fat in it, <laughs> in a tablespoon. Olive oil has 1.8. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't talk make about, any, wow, it's not even the same. Talk about the Pam that we've been discussing the last couple of weeks. Oh, Pam with zero calories, right? But it's yeah, still Pam with zero calories, but yeah. just look at the there? ingredients. Uh-uh. Oh kernel oil. Yes. Palm kernel oil and palm oh, oil are so bad for you. And they're, and plus they're killing our forests. If you want to go really deep, go check that out. That'll make you do it quicker than anything, but they are, it's absolutely terrible for you. And it's in everything. Wow. And coconut oil, palm kernel oil is in Pam. I just, I lose my mind. If you could see me in the grocery store, you'd be, I get so angry because they sneak all these really bad things. And then they give you bad information. I was hearing that coconut oil was really good for us. I talked to PCPs. I went and talked to an entire room of cardiologists and said, is coconut oil good for you? And they all scoffed at me as if I was like the dumbest person in the room. But I was like, look, that's what we're reading. We see it on the front of magazines. So people are putting it in their coffee because it's really yeah, like MCT, right? MCT oil, which is coconut oil. That's the same thing. I know mm-hmm. when I was in teacher training again with yoga, they had us brushing our teeth with coconut oil just to whiten your teeth. Hmm. But still, you got to be consuming some of that, right? Because yeah. it's in your mouth and your brush, it doesn't go away. Like rinse out your mouth, you're rinsing out water and oil. We all know it doesn't mix. So doesn't... I was never understood that or swishing it around your mouth to kill the bacteria. Yeah. Well, and you know, Paris, you know, I'm, I'm not a beef or pork eater or I'm, you know, I, I'm really have moved away from all that, mm-hmm. but with the palm oil, you know, they use, they, they use monkey slave trade to pick those coconuts. Oh, it's animal cruelty to be using that product. You know, it's, they catch monkeys, take them away from their mothers, put chains on them and make them go pick coconuts. What? So we can have coconut oil. Well, that makes yeah. it even worse. It, that look makes it, it worse. It's sad. Well, and the thing that's bad about it is it's in everything. And it really is when you start. So me, I look at every ingredient that's in everything. My, my work, the biggest offender is peanut butters because even peanut butters, like I, I buy natural peanut butter. It's just says peanuts and salt. And, and if I want the salt, it says salt and that's all right. But if you go and look, if you look at Jeff natural peanut butter, it'll have nine ingredients in it. And the first one is palm oil. The second, because this makes it no sugar. Well, they're natural, but they're horrible for you. So you need, people don't understand that. And that's where all this comes in is just knowing, I just want you to know the basics so that when you pick something up, you can look at it and go, Oh, I no, put it back. And and, you know, you made such a good point. If you can't read it or you can't say the word, put it down, stop looking for good words. There are none. (laughs) But Steve, your Pam, when we talked about it, because everybody uses Pam, we also, everybody in Weight Watchers world, when I was at Weight Watchers, everybody was using the spray butter. They're awful for you. Buy the olive oil in a can that you can spray that just says olive oil. Yeah. Know your ingredients. You so, can actually just buy the spray bottles empty and fill them. You can. Yes. I love that. That's my favorite. Buy yeah. a spray, you know, just buy a sprayer. I have one that has water. I have one that has butter flavored olive oil that I spray yeah. on my toast. It's, yeah. it's so simple. It's so simple. So, um, and then here's Steve's favorite. This is the end of the food ones. This is track your food and feelings. So I'm pretty adamant about tracking your food so that you can see what you're doing because nobody, and when I say track your food, there's steps to that, right? You need to weigh and measure. Weighing and measuring gives you the information. You need to know what you're putting in your body. It's not a punishment. 
Mm-hmm. Tracking your food isn't, there's no punishment to it. It's yeah. just to teach you what you're eating. You know, nobody's going to come up behind you and say, let me see your tracker and see if you are good or bad today. Right. It's just so you learn. Uh, there are foods that are supposed to fill me up that don't fill me up. I want to know that. And by going back and looking, why was I hungry two hours later? That food didn't satisfy me. None of that iceberg lettuce. I mean, that does not taste like anything. So why are we eating and we could have maybe romaine or something a little bit with something in it? I, I don't know. Iceberg lettuce just doesn't cut it for me. You know, it just doesn't. I, I do like it in certain things, in certain combinations, but I hear you, Linda, like it's not by itself. Yeah. It's the, but it's, like <laughs> it works in, in certain things like really, really well. Cause you don't, tacos. Yeah. Well, um, you don't need that Mexican prominent. Food. Yeah. Or in, in a cabbage salad mix, it's actually really nice to have in the mix of it. Not a salt, not a coleslaw. I'm not a big coleslaw, but like in the, anyways. Um, yeah. So. I think it's the I only like crispy. Is that weird? I like kale. Does that make me a weirdo? It doesn't no, make you a weirdo. It makes you, you like it, kale? It, good for you. I mean, seriously, good yeah. for you because most You're people. the only guy I've ever met that eats kale. Okay. Have oh, you heard husband. of Dr. Andrew? Do you know yeah. who Dr. Andrew Wheel is? W-E-I-L? No. Look him up. Google him. He's a wellness doctor down in Tucson, in uh, that just next to Tucson. He has the best kale Caesar salad recipe you have ever had in your life. Yeah. It is so good. It's all fresh ingredients. It's so yeah. good. I believe it. There's so many. It I also lasts in the fridge longer. It's mm-hmm. last the longer. Well, yeah. and it's it's got a, a crisp back. The thing yeah. I think that people don't understand about kale, and I'm not a kale fan, so don't think I'm trying to push that on you. If you love it, <laughs> I'm so happy that you do. But um, you, I mean, it, there's a prep to it. You, if yeah. you're eating the ribs and you're doing all that, you're gonna hate kale every yeah. time, right? But when you learn how to break it down yeah. and how to make it, you know, then you it be better. You do. You're supposed to, which is ridiculous. What'd you do with your veggies last night? Oh, I didn't them, but they were much better. But also, <laughs> kale is a really good add to a soup. Yeah. Yeah, all kale soup is good. Mm-hmm. I love it in it, my smoothie know. with the apple, kale yeah. and apple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, I think I had kale and black bean soup. It was delicious. Oh, that sounds really black good. Eyed, black eyed peas, yeah. Black eyed peas, but even black, black beans. beans. That sounds delicious. Yeah. That sounds good. And it's, I mean, it's a way to eat it and not feel like it is what you it is. You don't chew as much if it's soup too. Because <laughs> it is chewy. It's, it's, it you is know, chewy, you have yeah. to work that. You get burning calories, Steve, while you're eating. I know, right? It should be one of those like celery. It's those reverse calories. That's what oh, it is. Oh, that's a bunch. That has to be a bunch of bologna, no? <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. is. Yeah. It is full on really a bunch good. of bologna, which is great. It's like, no, that doesn't really work that way. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so not only your food, but also tracking your feelings. And I am really one who mm-hmm. I, I, not only to find out why you're overeating, right? Because a lot of times when I'm talking about tracking your feelings, I want you to get things on paper. I want you to, I, I say, I want you to feel your feels. And because if we're not, then we're in the kitchen trying to feel my feels, right? Mm-hmm. You know, fill them and make myself feel better. Emotional eaters, it's, you know, and it doesn't matter what emotion it is. We have a, a reason all the time. When you start tracking your feelings, you get to understand why you are, why you're feeling what you're feeling, but also face them. Because whenever we're an emotional eater, we're just trying to hide from whatever's hurting us or whatever's stressing mm-hmm. us or whatever, you know, and I know in your, I know you three aren't doing this, but in your area of expertise, there's a lot of stress. So there's probably, done it. I've done it. But- if what I do now is if I, I feel like I just, because it happens around four o'clock, 
I'll, I'll go for a walk or get some water or just get up and walk around the house a little bit because I'm trying to do what you said last time, like get up every 50, 30 minutes. And that doesn't happen because meetings go like an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, I try to like Sarah and I've been going, when we go to the bathroom, we go to the further bathroom. So I don't go to Yay. the one there. We've been walking all the way up because we're all competing on our steps now in our group. Yeah. So yeah. all the ladies are all in, we've got a, we've invited Steve, but you know, he's not into zoom, but we have a zoom channel called the wellness channel and we we're all competing and Kira has been winning it every week like except for the week you were away Sarah when you had 20 something thousand steps oh for one day yeah, yeah that one day but, it was a crazy yeah. number well and and yesterday it I hit a wall emotionally from fatigue of we've been Everything. doing just a lot of stuff lately so I was like okay can we just get up and so we went for a walk and it wasn't it's so funny because my mom and her sister, they walk with me and they're like, oh, this is just a little walk. And I was like, that's funny that you've referenced this as a little walk now, because I I like taking longer walks. I, it helps get my eyes away from the computer, that mental state, like you said. And I did feel yesterday and had been feeling all pretty much all week, just this already fatigue. Steve mentioned it to Linda and I too. And Linda and I have been feeling this change and mm-hmm. I don't know what the change is, but it's just, it's kind of emotional. So it, having had that break or just being together felt really nice to felt earlier good. today. You know, it's so funny, Sarah, because your mamas, they would text me on a Saturday saying Sarah's killing us. And they would snip a picture of how many steps they had already yeah. done and, or a picture of the hills that he, she had. And now they're saying this is a little walk. Yeah. 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 It, it, one, it but even that, Sarah, letting yourself get to the point where you're so, I know I, I do it often. I get yeah. so, I'm so worn out that I can't even describe how I'm feeling. Yes. And I would much rather dive into a bag of chips. What we really need is what you just said. We need to get outside. We need, but I think you need, even if you can just continually be tracking at the end of the day, the thing that kind of people get a little hung up on is that everybody thinks journaling and tracking has to be this specific thing, right? I have a member who she does it in stick figures. I see her journal. I love it so much. She's so creative, but she writes how she's feeling by like emojis and stick figures and, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, the colors. I have one person that does it like she writes a word. I'm a word person. I love words. So I will just say, I will just describe how I'm feeling in a word, not a sentence. It doesn't have to be this, like you're writing for someone else. You're writing for you. If you're mad, scribble. That's yeah. a journaling aspect. That's tracking that. your feelings. I didn't know that. Scribble it out. Write out the word that's meant, you know, what I'm just, you can just write mad and just yeah. scribble and just, but stop looking at it as this writing assignment that yeah. it has to be perfect with perfect punctuation. Because a lot of times, and, and I've said this before, I had the best creative writing teacher ever when I was a high in high school. And one of the things that he had that that he had us do was write everything down, how we were feeling. We were a bunch of crazy girl teenagers in this class, right? She's like, you just write down your feelings, scribble, do whatever you need to do. And then we would burn that. And it oh. was so cathartic. I right? like that. I like so, that. And if you have that that lawyer, I'm sure there's none out there, but you have a lawyer that's just on your last nerve, right? Oh, we don't get that. Write the nastiest yeah, letter you can write to them. <laughs> 
there's a connection between pencil and paper and your brain that you can relieve yourself of a lot of those things just by doing that. And then if you have a fire pit, please go have at it, you know, or tear it up in an angry manner or put it in the shredder, whatever makes you feel really empowered by that. But that's what I mean. I don't mean that you need to sit down and write a novel about today. I'm happy. And, you know, but if you're feeling it, feel it rather than head to the kitchen to eat it. Yeah, replace you know, that. a big epiphany. I was so stressed out early. I mean, majorly stressed out at the beginning of this week. So were these two. And I attacked the donut box. <gasps> oh, it was my best friend. And then I was like, wait, 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 wait. And you had guilt. You're craving sugar. What's going on here? And I'm like, it's mm-hmm. this stress. It's, just, you know. Mm-hmm. Need mm-hmm. the slam ball. Like I did yeah. just <laughs> slamming the ball on the ground in the gym. I was like, were oh, you? Bringing up something, Steve, like privately, I've been reducing, like, I naturally notice my sugar cravings have lessened by just certain things that I've been doing. Oh, I've been doing great with that. But then, that and then yeah, and it's been the same, like it's continued. But um, it kind of reminds me of like, so people talk a lot about this candida diet, they're talking about a lot about all these things that are out there. Versus like, there's some things that happen that we just you have regrets after, sure. I'm sure you did. <laughs> but then I guess it's just finding the way to replace it is the way I think. You know what I did? Breathing exercises. I sat I sat myself down and I said, just breathe and yeah. stop it. You didn't beat yourself up. That's good. Because no. that good. goes along with the box of donuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, doesn't allow that. Yes. No, she wouldn't allow that, right, Steve? You're like, no, she. I can't. I can't. I'm just going to breathe. Well, and the thing is, Sarah, going back to what you just said, it, it, the more sugar you eat, the more you'll want. That's yeah. just fact. Yeah. That's yeah, just yeah, yeah. the way it is. The yeah. more sugar, if you start your day in the morning with a sugary cereal or even putting sugar in your coffee, you'll want sugar all day long. Mm-hmm. People who are, can establish and not have sugar during the day will notice that they feel better, all the things, but they also do not crave sugar. Mm-hmm. And you'll sleep better. For those people who really want that like little sugary snack, I go, that's fine, but eat it at eight o'clock tonight before eight o'clock at night before you go to bed. Because then you will lose that craving while you're sleeping. You won't wake up wanting more sugar. That's not mm-hmm. how it works. Mm-hmm. But if you start your day, the more sugar, you know, and, and people are like, I'm addicted to sugar. And I'm like, no, you're just, you ate it this morning and now you're hungry again for it. Cause mm-hmm. that's all you want after that that's starts. That goes back to those limiting the whites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. So movement, this is not, there's three things in movement. I made them very, very basic. The first one is move your body for 30 minutes per day intentionally. Okay. Intentionally. So you go out, you get your walk in, you go and you do a yoga, you do, I'm talking about 30 minutes every day. That's all we have to do. Do the 30 minutes every day. Easy. Okay. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. So intentionally, and that means planning it right now. Here's the big thing. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes in a row. Mm. That's not a requirement. So if you are a person who, like you guys, are in meetings all day long or we're doing Mm -hmm. the five minutes, you do five minutes, six times during the day, that's 30 minutes of movement, intentional movement, Yeah. right? Or you do plan it out. Okay, I have lunch from 12 to 1. I know that was a joke. I I know none of you are going, yeah, like we've ever had a 12 to 1 lunch, but... I had a job that was not, I wasn't running the job. (laughs) That, That happened, but yeah. Right, right. I know that you intentionally plan your exercise, though, Linda. We had talked about that last time. Sarah, you intentionally plan your exercise. Steve, you are doing much better at this, right? You are intentionally planning your exercise. So that's the plan, 30 minutes a day. Then this one, 
is really important. And that is stretch on purpose. Remember last time when we talked about your cat, stretch on purpose for 10 to 15 minutes per day, five minutes in the morning before you get out of bed, stretch your body. I need to do that. I think about that when I see it and I think, oh, you're showing off little cat or dog. (laughs) (laughs) I miss him. He hasn't been around like in the background lately. I know. I'm kind of disappointed when we got on here today. No stretching back there. Stretch for 10 to 15 minutes a day. I had a member just yesterday. I went to, um, I was talking to her and she said, I have been doing that every single day and my body doesn't hurt anymore. Your body hurts because you're not stretching. So get yourself, find, figure out the one area of your body that you really need to work on. The other thing I recommend, and it's not in the book because I didn't really start recommending it till recently, but have you ever heard of legs up the wall? Oh, I love legs up the wall. Mm. Yeah. I was like, I think, I mean, this is an exercise, right? Yeah, like, yoga, yeah. It's yoga. End of the yeah. day, every <laughs> night before you go to bed and I don't do it because I'm not limber by any means. So I'm not real close to the wall, but I do it against my couch or against the end of my bed. And I just, your legs need to be straight up. It'll reset your central nervous system. Really? Yes. And if you have any problems with swelling in your legs or your feet, it will also alleviate that for you. Mm -hmm. So, and if you have problems with cramps in your legs in the middle of the night, it will help you with that. So Mm -hmm. five minutes, legs up the wall before you go to bed every night, it will Mm -hmm. change your life. It's a little bit like getting on the floor, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, and then the last one in, in movement, like I said, there's only three of them is weight bearing activity, 15 to 30 minutes a day for two, two days per week. Weight bearing activity is anything that you're holding your body up. So it can be running, it can be walking, it can be yoga, it can be weightlifting, it can be those things. But weight bearing activity is when your body, when you're having to hold your own body up. Okay. So, so what's really cool about that is if you're, if your form of activity is walking, you're already doing that. If you're doing that 30 minutes a day, then you've already done it. So I do think it's important that we get some weight bearing activity in every day or every week, a couple days a week, you really need to do that just to build that muscle mass. So, so that's food and activity. Now let's talk about mindset. My favorite first one is sleep at least eight hours per night, non-negotiable. Look at really hard. I can't get past six. Never mind. Eight is like I'm I'm like you, Linda. I'm never get to seven hours. Yeah. I had look at my aura ring and tell you how terrible it is right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I got like a 69 on my aura ring this morning. I'm like, oh my God, this is the lowest I've ever had. This one is so funny because you just heard the three of you and your reactions to when I said that out loud, right? (laughs) If you see no other chapter in this book, you need to read this one. And in all honesty, this is a game changer. People are like, I'm fine on six and a half hours. And then in the afternoon, you're yawning or you can barely stay awake or you don't have any focus Mm -hmm. or I go, you know, it's fine. You can think it's six and a half. Try eight. But how do you, how do you do that? How do you do that? So you, you have to get a sleep routine. You have to get a sleep routine. I have that. And it needs to start earlier in the night. So what keeps you from getting eight hours of sleep? That's our first thing we need to figure Mm -hmm. out. What keeps you? Mm -hmm. I drink too much water. Enough said. (laughs) Yeah, I get up too. I I do too, Steve. That's just the thing now. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then I'm stumbling over furniture and then I went, I'm awake. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the thing. The problem for most people is that once they wake up in the middle of the night, they're in trouble. That's really it, right? Yeah. Your brain starts going. So when you figure out what the problem is, and I'll be really honest with you, stop drinking so much water in the evenings. Yeah, I've tried that. That's what you need to do. You need to, I know I say you need to get this amount of water and that is, it's not part of the power of 13, but it does come into, and a few other facts at the end of the book, but you need to, most people, you know, drink your water that you need to get up until five or six at night and then stop drinking water. If you're doing caffeine after 12 o'clock at night, you may have been able to do that when you were younger. You may not be able to do that yeah. now, accept that and not have it. My husband and I still drink coffee at night, but we drink decaf now because we noticed it was keeping us up, right? If when you wake up, all you're thinking about is your tomorrow to-do list, then we need to work on that before we go to bed, write down the things that need to get done the next day. Warm shower or a warm bath, never hot and never too cold. If you're taking a hot bath before bed, it takes your body about three to four hours to regulate your temperature again. It'll be an impossible to sleep. Mm-hmm. So keeping that in mind, stop the caffeine, read if that helps you sleep. But number one for getting good sleep is no technology goes in your bedroom, period. Okay. Uh, you can have a TV in your bedroom. That's a really okay with me, but you cannot have your phone or your iPad or your computer. None of those things can be in your room because they will keep you up at night. They will. So if you have to have the alarm clock or you're afraid someone's going to call you in the middle of the night, put it in the bathroom and plug it in and only let those certain people come through. But in all honesty, as one of my members said years ago, I am not a doctor. I am never going to be able to save anybody's life. Yeah. So if, uh, if I get up in the morning and there's a phone call that I need to be at the hospital for someone, then I will. But in that moment, I don't have to be there right that second, which yeah. made a lot of sense. So you have to get a good sleep routine and you do you, right? You do what works for you. But I do suggest that you start doing that at about two hours before you have to go to bed. Wow. Right? I know. Just winding down. Start now, then. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get this done so Linda can get to to get my eight hours. It never happens. Never, ever, ever have an eight hour. I know. I know. Well, and I think that's where most people go wrong is that we have convinced Mm -hmm. ourselves. We don't seem to understand that it not getting enough sleep can shorten your life. It's the worst thing, right? And I. Seven hours, I know there's some mindset of where you're supposed to try to go to sleep and then wake up without a clock and let yourself body wake up. I do that on Saturday and Sunday, and I always wake up around seven. But during the work week, I have to get up at six because I want to get some work in before I go work out. And um, it's it's harder. So I should really be backing up my going to bed on the weekday. But that means I got to go. I got to start at nine. I don't get done. And all you're starting at nine is just the wind down. Right. One of the things that I do in the winter, and I don't do this in the summer very often because I don't know what's going to happen. But in the winter, as soon as I'm done with work, I go up and take my makeup off and brush my teeth right after dinner. I do all of that and put my jammies on. And that means end of the evening, end of the night. Right. But Linda, you just made a really good point because here's what I suggest to people. You need to count backwards. What time do you need to get up tomorrow? 6 a.m. All right. I need to be asleep by 10. Which means I got to go to bed or I got to start at nine o'clock. But then a lot of times I'm here till seven, seven thirty. Then I go make dinner 
And then I have to go to bed because that's it. The day's over. And I kind of need to turn the brain off from the day. I need some transition to that. I can't just go, okay, here's Um, dinner. It sounds like maybe you're eating too late. And so your body's working to digest when you're trying to slow. Oh, probably. And I don't think it's late 730, but it's been 730 for the past few weeks. It's been 730 by the time I get to eat. And my encouragement is figuring out how to not work that late. I know that sounds ridiculous. And I know I say that on a podcast where all of you are working way too hard, but that's really what I want you to be able to try to figure out. How am I able to get more? (laughs) All right. It's hard because, you know, we're East Coast, West Coast. So she's up at the crack of dawn for me and I'll be on until he starts complaining, like slamming dishes in in the kitchen, like, let's go. (laughs) well and sometimes it comes down to you know I mean what can I delegate what can I what can I do this so that I can get the sleep that I need because I guarantee you if you will get the sleep you will need you will be more efficient and more effective throughout everything you feel better I mean Saturday and Sunday I'm like oh why did I do this during the week I feel so good I seem to naturally average, and it's it's funny because this thing tells me um, it. I naturally average six and something. Just uh-huh. that's my body clock. We've always been a European dinner hour here. Like it's just doesn't. Oh, she goes in our eat, family eat. schedule. It's so weird. We we've tried. <laughs> We're just like eating again. It's funny. We I don't know. We eat we at tried. nine or something, right, Sarah? Nine mm-hmm. o'clock. Yeah, it depends on the, the like because here in in Pacific Northwest, your your sunlight is a lot later too um, in the yeah. summer, so yeah. it's longer. But yeah, it's like you said. It I think it's being cognizant. I'm more aware of it. Last night was only four hours and almost five hours total for some reason. I don't know why. I thought I could get more, hmm. um, but it doesn't. Well, I want to point out that you're also you talked about the emotional. Right. Yeah, and how yeah. emotional you are. And that is lack of sleep a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's this balance. And yeah, with all the technology and all the things that we're doing. I know it's a lot. you're not alone. <laughs> well, and it's funny because you say you're a late eater and I'm one who we're done with. We're done with dinner by 530 every night. We are done with dinner because Good I want to start my evening. I'm like, yeah. I got to start my mm-hmm. night. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it makes me crazy. So I understand being stuck in that ritual. I also know that you will prioritize the most important thing to you. And so right now you're all prioritizing your jobs. I hear it. I know it. I understand it. But I also know that the most important thing for you to prioritize, and maybe this is the first one of the power of 13 that you really delve into, and that's sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, because you need to understand. And if you, if you, because I haven't given you a lot, but I, if you want to see some stats. <laughs> yeah. No, I believe you. Yeah. There's a lot I, of stats about that... Alzheimer's about not getting enough sleep. They really yeah. are Eight, yeah, seven, yeah. eight hours sleep more towards the eight. And I'm like, I, I can't remember the last time I slept eight hours unless I had to be sick. I, well, I, I know. And that's the biggest problem, right? We're like, oh, there must be something wrong. But once yeah. you start doing it and your body starts getting used to it and you start seeing how effective and efficient yeah. you are, it makes yeah. a difference. Well, I mean, you know what I hear through the power of 13, of course, I, I do it with you all the time, one, at least once a week. But there's there's a, a pattern and a rhythm that's going through this entire conversation. Yeah all building blocks it's yes. not one size fits all yeah it's, it's it's a bunch of building blocks that get you there and so maybe if you're cutting portions in half avoiding the sugar you know mm-hmm. all the things that we've been talking about really do 
bring us to where we are right now in the conversation, and that is finding ways to get more rest. Right. Mm -hmm. And more self-care. It's we just don't you guys need to look at that as self-care. One -hmm. of the things I tell people all the time, like, what's it going to take? Yeah. You know, what's it going to take for you to prioritize that your well-being? What's it going to take? And a lot of times we've had people say something dire, you know, Mm -hmm. something, something crazy. And and we don't want that. That's not what we're looking Mm -hmm. for. One of the biggest statistics for um, people who are not sleeping, um, they talk about car accidents. That is a very, very big, big piece of the puzzle. How tired, how most people are driving tired with no reflexes and no, you know, so the car accidents have gone up a lot since people. Oh, I see what you mean. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just because people behind the wheel, think about it. Everybody that's behind the wheel is about, you know, not only getting five to six hours of sleep a night. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. And so many times we need to go back and look at, you know, when you were a little person. So when you think about it, did you have a bedtime routine when you were little? Think about that routine and how great that, I mean, we hated it. We didn't want to go to sleep when we were little. Now we're all like, oh, please, how can I get more sleep? Yeah. Go back to those routines. Yeah. We brush yeah. our teeth. We read for a few minutes. We wind down. We turn down the lights. We, you know, maybe there's mm-hmm. a little white noise in the background. All those things that mm-hmm. you did when you were small will help you a lot. Yeah. So, and not eating or drinking. I mean, again, Steve, you know, I mean, we all get up once or twice a night. That's kind of how it is, but it's worse if we drink a lot and you don't have to drink all your water right before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The next one is create boundaries and enforce them. I feel like we just talked about that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. That's it's a like, natural one. That makes sense. And this one, I really, when I put it in, is because of what I saw happen during COVID. So many people came, you know, they they stopped their boundaries, right? They would, we don't have to go to work anymore. So I'm going to start working at 6 a.m. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stop it. I'm going to start working at 6am. I'm going to work till 6pm. Oh, wait, you know what? I have a few more things to do. I'm going to go ahead and work till eight because I don't have my drive home. So the boundaries stopped those stopped there. And then when COVID kind of lit up, right. And everything Mm -hmm. stopped there. What happened? We all over, over whatever, ever scheduled, right. We got to go out with every single person we haven't seen for the last 10 years. And we have to go to different dinners and we have to go to everything. We don't want to miss anything because we've got to see everyone. We have to do all this. And then we lost all of our boundaries. You lose your boundaries with work. The other thing I found was that people were not even trying at all (laughs) to stop. I'm trying to think how to say this. They were not they were not as efficient in their jobs. Please don't think I'm accusing. I'm just saying no, no, they yeah. weren't as efficient in their jobs because being home, we were able to, I'm going to go throw a load of laundry in, or I'm going to go and, you know, dust, dust something or whatever. And then you come back and go, gosh, I have all this work and you're working at 10 o'clock at night. So creating boundaries with friends, family work. I know all of those are, you guys are, mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. that. So. That's, that's the thing. And I think sometimes, and I know Sarah and I are guilty of it and probably Steve too, is that, we think, well, I'll just do this. It's our quiet time. You know, there's not everybody like for me after five, That you know, pretty much the clients, well, not always because the clients are all over the country, but mm-hmm. they're done with the day. So I can get something done without being pinged by staff or pinged by the clients. And, you know, the emails start to slow down in the, in the evening. So you think, well, I can get a lot more done, but 
you, sometimes you just think that and it's actually not true. Sometimes you're just better off like, okay, it'll get done tomorrow. And I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. So my big thing with boundaries of the first place you have to do is I, this is when I'm done with work. If you were walking out of the door of your office, right? I don't know if you guys have always worked remote, but if you were to go get in your car, you would have a time. My husband leaves work every day at four o'clock. And when he was home all that time, he had the best boundaries of anybody, but he shut his office door and he walked away and he didn't have anything on his phone. And he did, he kept the boundaries. You know, you need to do that with everyone in your life, I think. But in this sense, that's where the boundaries are lacking the most, I think. So that's a big piece of it. Work-life balance in general, and most of us firm owners, and and that goes for clientele too. It, it is there is it's a blurred space. But if you decide selectively, for me, sure, I can start in the morning. I might run some errands in the middle, and then get my stuff done later. That's my choice. That works for my family life. That works for me. Everyone's got that spectrum that they need to figure out what that is. I think this adage of nine to five is not going to be the thing anymore. No, it's not I don't the either. Thing. And I think that people need to understand and really honor the fact that you don't work like this anymore. This is, we have global teams. We all have people that clients that are working all over the world. So getting out of this nine to five aspect and understanding to your point, what are your boundaries within a work day? That's your business. (laughs) And that's what I do for myself. Um, It is my business, you know, how I choose to do these things. And Right now, we're in a heavy lift. We're in a tax deadline moment coming up. Things need to have been done last week. Okay, you got a little lift right now. It'll pause and move on. But I will reset my clock um, to to those things. And I think as we, like to your point, what you're saying is you're you're being an adult about it. It's your personal life and we're building off of it, like Steve was mentioning. And I think that's the big, I clearly hear that. And I love these tips because these are our drivers, right? Like, yeah. Well, and with the boundaries, I mean, yeah, you don't have to work nine to five. You don't have to have the shutoff, but you do have to be efficient in the time that you are working or you exactly more. And, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, I can put that off till 10 o'clock tonight. And I love it, Linda, what you said about, because I do, when my husband goes to bed a lot of nights, I'm in here, it is quiet and I can take out, you know, yeah. six hours of work in an hour because I can do that. I don't think that's bad, but I do think yeah. that you, you've got to have boundaries. When I first started my business, I had no boundaries. I yeah. everybody was like, can you, can we do a coaching session at 9 PM? I'm like, sure we can. My husband's going remember me, you know, <laughs> yeah. you said work-life ba- balance, Sarah, there's, and everybody always thinks that's supposed to be 12 and 12, right? And I'm just I saying know. 24 hour day. No yeah. work-life balance means that, you know, there's going to be days that you're, you're going to be nowhere near even. That's not what we're shooting yeah. for. It's exactly. just that not constantly be thinking about it. So yeah. mm -hmm. Like giving yourself that mental state of space to your point. And yes. And that's, I think yesterday what happened for me and it was, and I needed that, unfortunately that like line in the sand, I just literally pushed back and was like, I gotta, I just have to check out, but I listened to myself. I gave myself that. And yeah, I feel like yeah, that's the that's the kind of maturity of it. And I I do feel like this nine to five business and the whole like work life balance kind of think of like how you're gonna do mm mm. It it is what it is. It is. <laughs> unless it is. you it unless is. you're a non owner. <laughs> 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it is. And you're going to work longer hours and you're going to be thinking about it a lot. But also it's like, but wait a minute, am I putting as much effort into my relationships that are not work related? Exactly. That's where we want to figure out. Do I need to put time in my relationships and I need to put, you need to take care of yourself. Yeah. 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 I, I, every time I think about it, Linda, I still keep thinking about that weighted blanket and I'm like, I'm not to get, I have to wait till winter though. It's just too hot for me to have a weighted blanket right now. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, that would be me time. And I could do that. And it doesn't take a lot of time. And sometimes yeah. I just need 10 minutes of sun on sun and fresh I air. I fell asleep in it. I fell asleep in it the other day. I was I like, know. 20 so minutes and I fell asleep in it. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, a whole hour. Oh, oh. How I, long have I been here? Am I roasted? Off, I, I think it turns off after 30 minutes. So oh, it, it's got a safety feature to it, but I just fell asleep. I obviously needed to sleep. And it was in the you middle of the day after I there did you go. Really- you needed your sleep. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I know I do. I know I do. Yeah. I know you're right about that. But you know, the one thing too, the takeaway from you being back here, and we really appreciate it because you've given yeah. us so many tips. Probably just like I walk, we kind of focused on like getting for miles in in the house last time so now maybe Sarah and I should start where Steve start to work on our sleep because we know that that's a a problem area and Mm -hmm. see how we all do and then we can check back in on us again I love that we can add that yeah I keep checking up on you. Hello. I'm going to say the last two really quickly. And then I know it's because I know we're long. So the last two, the first one is read something positive for 15 minutes every day. So just, it it can be the comics. I don't care, you know, and sometimes people are like, well, do I need to read it? And I'm like, fine, watch puppy videos, do something for 15 (laughs) minutes, but find that book that's going to uplift you. A lot of people, it's devotionals. A lot of people, it's, you know, whatever it's going to be, just read something that's going to uplift you. And then the last one, and this is the one it, it, it's one in 13 is pause and be mindful. And it's all about, Mm pausing before you put things in your mouth and pausing before you let things come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. really what it's all about. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I loved being here. This was so much fun for me. Thank you for letting me share my my knowledge. It is 100%. There are some add-ons at the end that it's just things that you need to know that are a little extra water supplements, things like that. I want, I just want to make, this is the most stressful thing in people's lives. is being healthy. And unfortunately, most of the time, the only time we really start paying attention to it is something goes wrong or we get a bad test result or, you know, sitting is the new smoking. My someone said that was the most poignant thing you said at one of the the last podcast. And it's like, if your reality doesn't make you understand that you need to get up and move and you need to eat healthy for you to live a long, good life, you guys aren't working just to, you know, that's not how we find our enjoyment. I love the mental portion, the physical portion, the, all of it, the connection of all of it. It's so powerful. So thank you. Like you said, all common sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's not rocket science, you guys. I'm just trying to put it on. I'm trying to make it yeah. so that it is so easily accessible. It's 80 pages. <laughs> it's yeah, not, that's, accessible. you know, I have a friend who she said, I've read eight. I'm just reading a chapter a day and I'm going to focus on that one chapter. And she said, then I'm going to go back and revisit what I struggle with. Mm-hmm. I think I said this in the first podcast that we were together. The power of 13 is not something you have to do every day. My goal is at the end of the day, you can look back and go, wow, I did this, this, and this and feel successful. That's why you really want that workbook with the book. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. High five. I, I love that you did this. Yeah. Thank you, yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. So, thank you. Thank you. Well, we'll probably have you back because you are our number one guest. So there you go. Um, <laughs> All you have to so, do is send me a thing and I will put it oh, on the calendar. So if you could <laughs> you just know, remind us real quick here. 
remind us, remind the audience real quick where we can find you, where we can get the book. Okay. Where we can... So you can get the book on Amazon. I'll go, I'll send the link to Tiara. Yeah, I'm sure you can have that. I'll send the link. You can get the book on Amazon right now. And both the book and the workbook are there. You can also follow me. I really am encouraging everybody to go to alwaysonyourside.com, sign up for my newsletter because I blog every week. I blogged, I've sent out blogs two times this week. Um, sign up for my newsletter there. If you want to book consultations, you can do all of that on my website, but also um, the link tree that I know Tara already has that the link tree, you can put that in everything in my life is on my link tree. I don't know about you guys, but it's all there. <laughs> so. She will she will put all that in the show notes. So it's accessible. Definitely. Really. Yeah. Listening. So. And I have a 30 minute consultation that you can sign up for and you can, we can just kind of get to know each other. If you ever want to be in a coaching situation, if anybody, any of your listeners want to be in, you know, just want to be coached for a little while and see if it's a good mix. That's a awesome. great idea. Well, thank you so much again. And as we roll out here, we, um, we'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast and our YouTube channel. Um, also on all the other things that we're on <laughs> and you can search for us, uh, the accountants law pod and follow us on these links, the show notes, everything that Tira is going to add our, our girl behind the curtain kind of deal here. Um, if you have questions, topic requests, which so glad that you've come back for this one. Uh, guest suggestions, please email us info at accountants law pod or send us a message through our website, accountantslawpod.com. Um, and then we do have, Steve, you have some adventures coming up in this Airstream. Yeah. Where will you be next, friend? What's the next? Um, the next one is up at Meeker, Colorado for the Meeker Classic Sheepdog Trials, which is the culmination of all the sheepdog competitions um, in in the States is, is going to be at Meeker. And there's 135 dogs running. Oh, it is, my gosh. It's a blast. It, it's a three-day or four-day event. Um, we've sponsored a dog, so we get to meet our dog and have a picture oh, taken fun. with him and all of that. And um, they Ooh. they win the big purse there, and then the competitions move over to Europe for the world competitions. Oh wow! Uh, the sheep are brought down from the high meadows, and they're really irritated and angry <laughs> um, because they've spent the whole summer up in the meadows, and now we come grab them and have dogs chasing them. So it's really a good competition. It's a lot of fun. Wow. Sounds There's very 20, fast. 27 airstreams going. I'm going to be up there hosting it and looking forward to it. That's wonderful. When do you go, Steve? Uh, around the 3rd of September, somewhere in there. Okay. So Labor, Labor Day time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, we'll have updates about you on our Instagram. And Maybe get some pictures. We want to see that picture. picture. You guys yeah. with your dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I already I already went and found our dog's bio. Um, she's from Texas. And in her bio, it says she likes to ride in the front of the truck where the air conditioning is. So Ooh. I'm like, I'm gonna get along with this dog. <laughs> she's a diva. Yeah. She's a diva. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, thank you again, everyone. Thank it was you, a Paris. pleasure. Have a good thank rest you. of your day. Bye -bye. Go get some sleep, y'all. Yeah, that's that's sleep. my last statement. Everybody work on your sleep, right? <laughs> I love it. Thank you.